0: Today, we're going to be talking about a day in the life of a daycare, and this is an area where you and I, Renee, don't have a lot of experience. We're just going to say that up front, but we do have a special guest with us today that we're going to talk to you about it, and I'm excited to get into the conversation.
1: I know. We're two years into this podcast, and we never talked about daycare. I know. That was kind of a blind spot.
0: I think it is, but we're, we're getting into we're, it today. We're repenting. Here this we is go. our repentance episode. Here we go. So well-
1: let's, let's do some statistics.
0: Okay. So the United States has over 634,000 daycare centers- of working parents with children five and younger, that's about 6.4 million parents across the nation, use center-based child care options, according to estimates from the National Household Education Survey.
1: And you know, if you've been a listener, that we love to research. Mm -hmm. So we did a little hunting, and the Institute for Family Studies is a great website uh, for all things family. I highly recommend it. And they had some articles concerning the use of daycare across white, black, and Hispanic populations. And I thought this was interesting just to start the conversation. So juggling work and family responsibilities is a challenge for many families today, and especially parents with young kids. And even so, only 35% of parents prefer using any kind of paid child care. 35%. So a third, Bonnie. Okay. And 18% prefer paid full-time care. 17% prefer paid part-time care. It's 50-50, basically. Okay. Half wanted it all the time, half want part. Mm -hmm. Now, 58%, so almost two-thirds, said they prefer their kids to be cared for either by a parent or a family member. So a third want like paid care, Mm -hmm. two-thirds want a family member. Okay. That's just the lay of the land. Yeah, that (laughs) makes a whole Right.
0: Of working parents. So Both parents are working, you're saying.
1: So, and yeah, and just to do, I don't want to bury people in statistics, but 30% of American children ages zero to four are primarily cared for at a child care center.
0: Right, so who are we talking about when we're talking about these particular working families who are using child care centers? And it's basically... The higher your education of the parents, Mm -hmm. the more likely they are to use daycare. Right. Because, I'm guessing, I'm inferring, they have more money and daycare costs some bucks and they want uh, to use their careers that they've invested in.
1: That's what I'm guessing. I would think, I mean, I would, I remember thinking that. Sure. Thinking when I started staying home with our kids, like I'm wasting my education, Mm -hmm. which is what I told my kids. You're not wasting your education. If you do that, you're using your, it makes you a better anything, better wife, better mother, Mm -hmm. better, whatever, employee, educated mind is just a better mind all all the way around. So full disclosure, we had our kids in the nineties. We were both stay at home moms. So we had to bring in the pro fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who also is a stay at home mom.
1: <laughs> right. Which is, this is going to make a great conversation. You know Welcome both sides of the coin. to the conversation, BJ Smith, our friend.
2: Hello. Good morning. And
1: tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, your background.
2: All right. So I also had my, my first in the late 90s. Um, I was a very young mom. No, I was not educated. I was very young and very naive <laughs> and stayed at home. I uh, stayed at home with all, um, all three of my children primarily had a taught at Mother's Day out for a couple of years. Um, went back to school as a I don't know maybe I was thirty eight ish when I went back to college. How old were your? Well, you have three girls. I do. How old were your girls when you went back? Wow. About um I, I had were they really, in high school? A high school early early high school may. Maybe even middle school. Miley was my youngest, who's 16, was, I mean, she was probably six, seven. Little. Years old, yeah. So uh, Jeremy had just graduated with his degree. I wanted to go back. I wanted to be a teacher. That's what all my my background was. At that point, I had 10 years in uh, Mother's Day Out, and so that's what I wanted to do. So I went back, was working full-time. At that point, once all my kids were in school, I was working full-time in the school system, and going to school full-time and um, and started decided I want to be a teacher in the public school system <laughs> and then I decided I did not want to be a teacher <laughs> in the public school system because the further I got into it, the more I saw mm-hmm. the more I saw the the expectations and the just what was being put on these teachers and they weren't teaching anymore and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach children and so I graduated and it was just like, well, I don't know what we're going to do with this, but we'll figure it out, and you know, God will, God will provide. And I, it was two months after graduation that I was approached to buy my first center.
0: Okay, so you own a local daycare
1: center. I have four centers, yes. four of them. Okay, yes. she's a magnate, a mob boss, a daycare mob boss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, yeah. So, bought the first one in May of 2019. The business plan was to add one center every two years. I bought the next two in nine, the nine months later. Oh. <laughs> Closed on those, and a week later, COVID hit. Uh, oh, no. So, did, that had to deal with Pivot. something that had, yeah no one, the previous owners had had them for 26 years, and they had never dealt with anything like COVID. And then purchased the fourth one last June. Well, a year and a half ago, June.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, really, in the last five years, yes. you have just had this total <laughs> life change. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm excited to talk to you because you had a stay-at-home mom perspective mm-hmm. with your girls. And now you have well, you have education degree. Yes. And you run daycare centers. So, you have a more well-rounded viewpoint.
0: Right. And you work with all kinds of parents. You mm-hmm. must see them in and out of all these... Kinds of demographics that we're talking mm-hmm. about, so I, I find that really interesting. It's going to be a good conversation.
1: I I know <laughs>
0: it's it can be a little
1: like this can be an inflammatory conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we want everybody's
0: wanna... really um, can be touchy about it mm-hmm. because you don't want to be judged and you don't want to be you know mm-hmm. looked at for your particular choices, which goes both ways. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's let's talk about that briefly because. Um, you know, feminism has been good for women in so many ways. Uh, the 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 beginning of feminism, which was, "Hey, women, we we need the right to vote. Mm-hmm. We would like to own property. Mm-hmm. We um, would like to be able to be paid equally," and and that's all good. But then I think you and I, Bonnie, were raised. Uh, in a time when feminism said, you know, if you don't go work outside the home, you're wasting your life. Yes. Um, You, you really should. And what we want to say is um, we, we want women to have choices. And when women have choices, um, most of them, two thirds of them, I think we looked up at said they want to do part-time work, which means they're going to need some sort of childcare. Mm -hmm. And, and then um, that means a third of them would like to either stay home or work full time. So we want to say that we, we have our own opinions about what's best, but we're going to try to hold those at bay. You all know how hard that is for me. <laughs> yes. We're going to yeah. try to hold those we at bay.
0: Opinions, but that's okay. So do, so do you.
1: Right. So in, in the Netherlands, where the, it's one of the most egalitarian societies on the planet, They're really great for all the gender writing I do because uh, you see in a society that has managed to create equality as well as anyone, Mm -hmm. women choose um, particular careers more often. Men choose particular careers more often. So women are doing more of the teaching careers, Mm -hmm. the nursing, the helping, the helping jobs. And um, most of them... Let me get my numbers yeah, right.
0: More than 70% is what you found. Yeah. Are working part time.
1: Let, let that sit for a second.
0: 70%, if you're given the complete option and freedom to choose, 70% are saying, I only want to do that part time.
1: Right. And it's not inadequate child care po- policies. Even childless women and women with grown children don't choose full time employment. And a Dutch psychologist just said it has to do with personal. Freedom. She's the author of Dutch women don't get depressed. That's a book I want to <laughs> read. That tells
0: you anything about yeah the statistics. <laughs> that's, that's
1: funny. She said, "What's important is that women in the Netherlands are free to choose what they want to do." So, um, it, that's what we just want to say is we want to we want to lay this option on the table, examine it as fairly as we can, and maybe have you think of some things you hadn't thought of before. <clears throat> Right. Um, so
0: I love what you said, Renee. We were talking earlier that, um, okay, so maybe that the Netherlands, maybe that's not the answer for all women. I mean, that's kind of what we're positing here, that everybody's got their own different bent on things and their own choices. But you have to give us that that is a respected opinion of yeah. what's happening in the Netherlands. And those who choose it, women who choose part-time, women who choose full-time, women who choose to stay at home full-time, don't deserve a scolding from anybody.
1: No. That's right. No, we're not scolding anyone. Yeah. So with all of those caveats said, um
2: what's your favorite thing about what you do, BJ? Oh, the kids. The kids are so funny. Um the to come in and every day and they're so honest too. They're gonna tell you everything that's going on at home and their spin on it and <laughs> um and it's it's, you know, it's, it's, it's never bad. There, People have, have um, this, I think, misconception that, well, my kid's bad and there's not bad kids. They don't know, you know, I'm training a puppy at home and that's what I have to tell my family. He doesn't know not to pee in the floor, you know, Kids don't know when they're two, they don't know that you're not supposed to bite somebody. They don't know it hurts. And it's not that they're bad and that they're, um, but they're, they're just learning and to watch them learn and to watch them grow. And with their friends, you know, our, my two-year-old granddaughter will come home and she will talk about the kids in her class and how she has to tell them no, no. And, and she'll tell them, she goes to school and she talks about our puppy and she talks about what. Snoop and Tui are doing at home and Which and is y'all's name. That's our that's our grandparents' names. <laughs> if you don't remember it, she you see her driving through town, Most it's excellent. on her license plate. It says two times two. Um that was my mother's day gift last year. So um, so yeah, just for them just to come in and they're they're just so funny. Their take on everything. It's almost never bad. Even if it's bad, they they make it funny. Um, so the kids are the Ah, uh, far the best part. Which is why you went into education, right? You said you wanted Absolutely. to teach kids. You want to teach kids. Absolutely. So, so
0: what are the, Emily, just ask, what are the ages of so,
2: kids that you see? So, okay, it, it just dawned on me. When we were talking, I didn't tell you the daycare. It's Top Spot Academy. And we, you can bring your little one at six weeks. Okay. And we can keep them until they go to kindergarten. Okay which might
0: so, be six could be six could be six old? we'll okay. have
2: some we have some that, it it's not typically six it it's typically gonna be five um but we have some that have already turned five that turned five like in in September who yeah. miss barely missed the cutoff date, yeah. so we do have some of those, so they will leave by the time they turn six, but yeah, okay, it's a long time and and a lot of those kids we've cared for since they were six weeks old. Wow. Right. Great. It's really cool to watch. I can't, I
1: can't imagine. Let's just stop for a minute. I cannot imagine dropping my six weeks ba- baby off mm-hmm. at a daycare center.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it, it's really funny because, um, at, well, at most, at three of the four, we have the day, the, the, there are blue tots. That's our infant room. They're grand, their grandmothers and they're, you know, they're, it feels like you're taking them to their grandparents because they're grandmothers themselves. And so, and they've been in this business forever uh one of them's actually was there the day that tots landing first opened its doors and so um that's she's raised a lot of babies mm. in her years wow yeah
1: wow so which begs the question if i'm a mom thinking "Hey, this is this is the option i want or the option i have to do I need. Mm-hmm. um what sh- what would you tell a young mom to look for as she starts
2: daycare shopping? So tour, 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 tour. Um, y- y- you know, you know that you're going to see a snapshot. Um, I would never don't don't ever go during nap time because that is not a real snapshot. Oh. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> okay. okay. Don't go during nap time. Um, it's
0: like Russia where you go and they only show you the right, <laughs> parts of the city. Right, <laughs> right,
2: right. And and it's okay that it's it is chaotic. It is. It is chaotic. I mean, it's but kids. It is kids, and I mean, I've got um, in our three-year-old, two-year-old classroom, two and a half to three and a half-year-old classroom at one of the centers. We have eighteen. I think we. I think we can have nineteen in there, maybe, or maybe it's twenty. But it's almost completely full, so it's a lot. Um, but you want to see we have portholes in all the rooms that you can see from the the hallway. You want to see what are the teachers doing? Are they engaged with them? Like you want to look from my father-in-law, my late father-in-law, you say from 30,000 feet. And that's what you want to look at. It's, you know, it's great if they're learning their letters, but are they playing? Are they having fun? Are they, are the teachers engaged with them? Um, You know, do they have good systems in place as far as, uh, I, I would want to know what are the directors what's their background um I've got I've got nine directors well eight directors and one senior director and uh, about half of them have teaching degrees so they have done time in the classroom and I have social I have a social worker who is a director uh, she has her master's in social work so she sees she has seen a lot of stuff in her days and mm-hmm. so um, and then I have the rest of them are child development family studies degree. So you want to know, I mean, are, are they, what their background is, how, what, what their experience is, you know, so that to me, that's, those are the most important things. How are things handled? How, what's the protocol for, you know, if, if my baby gets bitten, you know, that's a, that's a big one in daycare. So if my baby gets bitten, what's the protocol for that? How do we get, because it's so, it's an, it's normal, it's natural and it's, terrible and it makes your heart hurt but it is it's part of it and mm-hmm. so you just got to get through it so um those are the kind of uh, and like sick policies like what are they are they all the same across different? Mm, there's a portion of it that is is uh dictated by DHS um and then like our fever policy is a little lower than what DHS DHS is and that was because of COVID I think DHS is 101 during COVID, we dropped it to one hundred point four because that was the C D C recommendation for COVID. And we've stuck with that because I think that's that's pretty fair. And the doctors and the nurses that I have talked to have said a child whose teething is not going to run a fever of a hundred point four. Oh, right. That's kind of your threshold. If it's over that, it's more than teething. So mm-hmm. so we've kind of just kept that. Except a lot of it is dictated by by um DHS. Standards. Right. Mm -hmm. Standards. Mm Is that different by state? It is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That
1: being said, don't they all have their own personalities and flavors? I've not ever been in a daycare center.
2: You mean? Oh, I thought you meant the states. No. (laughs) The daycares? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh For sure. And uh, a a lot of parents seem to think that I, I only want a daycare where I can log into my computer and see everything that's going on.
0: But you can't do that with privacy.
2: Oh, right? you can. You, you can. can. We do not, because. And I try to tell parents who come to me and make that argument. I really think you should do this. Well, one day, it's going to be your kid that whacks another kid over the side of the head with a block. Do you want that other mother to see that? Because it's going to change how that mother and and you know your child's not bad and not mean and, but you don't want other moms and other parents to think things about your child that you know are not true and and. You have to trust that if there's something going on, we're going to figure it out. We're going to let you know. And DHS can always come in and they can always see the video footage. So we do have video footage. and um, Oh, so you not, have it. It's, it's just, just not, not like live stream right. or whatever. Right, it's not yeah. live stream for okay. sure. And, but you don't have to have it. There's a lot of daycares. I, I don't recommend that. You want to find something that has, you know, to be able to go back and let's, let's really see what happened, you know. Which you've had to do. That's yeah. good. But I, I mean,
0: I think I agree with that, that I wouldn't necessarily want it live streamed or accessible, mm-hmm. um, hackable, you know, AI. Well, and, I you, know and, all and that. you think, Ooh, you think right. about,
2: you know, you're sitting at your desk and you don't know who's walking behind you mm-hmm. looking at your child or some, you know, you don't know who has access to see your child. That, yeah. Hello, that weirds me out. I'm I don't agreeing. love that. Um, but Okay. So the options would be no
1: video footage, private video footage or live streamed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting thought.
0: So to get around that, you're, I know your daycare does mm-hmm. this because I know people who go there. Mm-hmm. You'll send pictures and individual things mm-hmm. to the parents throughout the day.
2: Through the app, yes. To we have up, a bright like, wheel. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. Oh Look yeah, at this cute thing so your child cute. did
0: today, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're not totally in the
2: dark all day. No, 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 no. And, and we actually... It gets hard when you get in those bigger classrooms, but we really try to get, especially especially with the younger classrooms, send at least one picture a day. Cause mama is sad because mm-hmm. when you think about it, I mean the this is gonna really it hurts my heart to think about this, but we spend more waking hours with these children than their parents of do. Course, yeah. So when it comes time to potty train, a lot of times we are the ones who have to potty train because they're with us for some of them are with us ten to twelve hours. Some of them get dropped off. Oh, sometimes yes.
0: That was going to be one of my questions. Mm-hmm. What like you open? They we got open to go at six thirty. Got to get to work mm-hmm. early, so you're open, dropping at six thirty, and you
2: don't get off until. And we close at six, and so we will have you know wow. a lot of teachers who have to be at work at seven. They are they are they are really really early, and. You know, if they have a meeting after school or whatever, or, you know, we have a lot of first responders, children. Mm. I mean, they don't, some of them don't have a choice. That's right. Yeah. Especially if they're divided, if they're a divorced family and it's, you know, they, they have to, it, it's just a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right.
0: So that means you're picking them up at six o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. You'll have time for dinner mm-hmm. and a little bedtime routine. Mm-hmm bed bath and then they got to get up that early to come back the next mm-hmm. day that's about what you get is a little nighttime routine
2: mm-hmm. sometimes but a lot of you know like i said a lot of teachers will they get off work and they're right there but um you know if you have an appointment after work or you know if you've got to run to the grocery store and you know you don't want to take a two-year-old to the grocery store you know after they've been at daycare all day uh-huh. um then you run and do that and it's hard.
0: So okay, that was a good little point that you just said. After they've been at daycare all mm-hmm. day, does that change the kind of child that you get back in the evening? Like uh, sometimes they're gonna be tired. Sure, mm-hmm.
2: it, it, it is. It's hilarious because we'll have a mom come in. And they're like, "Well, they don't, they don't, they don't nap really anymore. They've outgrown it." And we're like, "Okay, we'll be back at it. I promise you." Because they're tired. <laughs> Their parents, die, not just parents, people don't understand how hard it is to play all day. Yeah, it is it is work. It is their work. And just like you are exhausted at the end of your work day, they're exhausted at the end of their work day. So a lot of times kids who do have not slept for mom and dad on the weekends in six months are all of a sudden sleeping at daycare mm. <laughs> because they're tired. But yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting
1: um, thing to just Put a pen in as well. Is that um, in a in a daycare you've got a rhythm and a routine, mm-hmm. and your kids all do it. Yes. So, moms, if you say uh-huh. I I can't do this, or my they child won't do, do that, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, it can be done <laughs>
0: with when you're wrangling eighteen and it can eighteen be of them are doing it. You
2: can do it with two. <laughs> and here's the other thing, mom will say, and I hear this all the time. Oh, my, mine, they're not going to eat that. Oh, they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me more. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, I, a lot of times, you know, my, my sister-in-law deals with, deals with this with, with my nephew, that he is the pickiest eater at home, and he wants chips, and he wants, you know, junk food and all this. And But at school, he'll eat broccoli and, what you know, whatever. And she's like, I just can't get him to do it at home. Well, it's because he doesn't have a choice at school. <sighs> I mean, we we can't make 79 different meals. Mm-hmm. You know, we just can't do that. And parents are welcome to bring their child. You know, we do have some who have some allergies. And if if it's, you know, a, a milk allergy, we have a lot of milk allergies. Um, we will have, mom can bring cheese that doesn't have dairy in it mm-hmm. or what, whatever. They right. can bring a substitute. But we have had them before have such severe allergies that mom just sends food every day, like packs a lunch. But it has to be within the standards. And that's a DHS thing. It has to be within the food standards that DHS requires of me. So they have to have a grain, a protein, a dairy, a fruit every day, Uh and so sometimes they're like, "Oh yeah, they'll figure it out," (laughs) Uh (laughs) you know. Because let's be honest, most of us are not doing that at home. We're like, "Here's some chicken nuggets."
0: Yeah, kids know. Yes, they know the standard. They're so smart. They know if mom and dad are separated, what Uh happens at dad's house and what can happen at home. Absolutely. What happens at training?
2: (laughs) We we can have them on a on a regimen a regimen with potty training and we're taking them every hour because if, if it's a potty training room we're setting timers and we're if we've got three of them that we take them every single hour and they'll be doing great at, at school and at home they're like we just can't get them to do it
0: uh
2: huh it's not them right <laughs> <laughs> he got your number.
1: so <laughs> oh, you're, you're smart. That's so. That's They're a little so evil geniuses. So, so uh, another just little thing I'm thinking is if you're having trouble with stuff like this, like, and you know someone who has worked mm-hmm. in a daycare center, they probably can ha- give you some mm-hmm. great advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember talking to you when um, a friend's child was having trouble sleeping through the night. You were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I can get that. I get. Let me just let me get, give you a couple tips. I can get that baby to sleep." Mm-hmm. Because you you got to know the tricks uh-huh. to get them to sleep, and you got to
2: be strong enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing. So that's the thing about bringing your child to to daycare versus a grandparent. I mean, I know I'm a grandparent, and if Jovi Lynn tells me she wants to wear her bell dress to dinner, we're gonna wear our <laughs> bell dress to dinner because Amen. why not? Say it again, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> at school, it's it's a little more tough love, and uh-huh. it's you know it, you they will – they the expectations are different and the, the teachers you know in, in a loving kind way can toe the line with those kids where grandma may not be i'm not, and i'm not bad at grandma's because i know i wouldn't do it
0: well mm-hmm. parents too because i think i've heard from parents who have who have said what we just said they're gone from me mm-hmm. for 10 12 hours a day sometimes mm-hmm. and i only get them for this 4 mm-hmm. hour window I am not going to be the enforcer during that time. I'm not going to do rules. I'm not going to do anything because it's a, well, they're operating out of guilt.
2: Absolutely. So much. That's, that's probably the number one driver of any conflict we have typically with parents is going to be motivated by guilt. And I get it. I mean, it's, and I try to tell my staff, be patient with them because this is, they're not mad at you. They're sad are sad that they're, you know, they're in a situation where they either have to have daycare or no it's, it's what's best for their family, but they're having to sacrifice something and it just yeah. sucks sometimes. It stings a
0: little bit mm-hmm. and you don't want to have that, mm-hmm. the four hours or the three hours that you have. Right. Be com- full of conflict. Right. right. I wouldn't.
2: Right. Wow. But at the same time, you also have to look. Down the road. yeah What are you we We're looking big picture. Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: So let's talk about in-home daycare. Yeah. Versus. Regulated. Regulated. Oh, I was going to say institutional. (laughs) So in-home daycare may not be regulated. (laughs) Hot newsflash moms. So, okay.
2: What, what do you think about in-home daycare? Well, I did that, you know, really early on whenever I was a very young mom and I mean, I was fine, but the problem is, is that there's no regulations. I mean, in in the state of Tennessee, everyone in the state of Tennessee is a mandated reporter. Um, So it, if you suspected something was happening, you could report it. But they're like with us, we have each of my centers has a DHS um, licensing agent and they're in charge of my license and they come visit us. They can come. Well, they can come honestly anytime they want. We have four a year. Uh, some are scheduled. Some are our surprise visits and um, they can look for anything and everything. Um, if if a parent has a suspicion, even if you are not if, if it's just a, I mean, it would have to be a, a valid suspicion. Um, you would, you could call it in and then they decide if somebody needs to come out and investigate me. You can't do that with an in-home daycare. Um, You know, if, so if. It so it
0: like though, it, on the surface, mm-hmm. it would seem more attractive if I For was sure. just a mom because. um it's
1: smaller. Alternative to grandparent. Maybe my grandparent did.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's somebody's home and you can go outside right. and you're, you know fewer children are there or whatever mm-hmm. but you said you can have up
2: to four you can have four who are not your your family members before without, you have to have before like you have a kind of to have a license. or anything
0: mm-hmm. which would then i get a yearly right inspected or
2: right and i have a i have i get relicensed yearly okay. so i mean and to be an owner i had to go through i think it was a two or three day like, I had to go to DHS for two or three days and do these new owner trainings mm-hmm. and, you know, all these things. And, and, um, and they can take my license and they yeah. can, you know, um, but th- not only that, it's the safety. It's they're coming in, they're looking for, you know, our, for instance, like our bookshelves have to be, have to be, have, yeah, velcroed or somehow right. planted Record. so that uh-huh. the kids can't pull them over on themselves. Okay. Uh, there's, levels of safety that have to be in place that a non-regulated in-home daycare wouldn't have that and it's you know it's just it things could fall things will fall through will fall through the cracks
0: interesting yes yeah, so and you did this to- yourself
2: i did like when you were a young mom i did what did you do i kept two children and i don't oh my goodness I mean it's been a minute i don't even know i didn't know them so i don't know how i Got in touch with them. I don't remember how I got in in touch with them. Just be
0: careful, maybe cautious if you're thinking about an in-home option. Mm -hmm. You did did it too, Bonnie. You really have to do your homework. I kept a little girl for a few years. Yeah. When my daughter was less than one, I think. About one to to three, somewhere in there. Just like a little playmate. Uh Just a couple days a week um
1: why'd you do that for a friend
0: it was just a friend who needed help <laughs> I suppose and I don't know I guess we were just talking about it. I don't know why I did that what possessed me to do that I guess it wasn't making that much money but and my neighbor at the time kept wasn't in home daycare I'm remembering now and she probably had yeah well you know I think about
2: when when Jovi fell and, and broke her arm um we had cameras so we we saw it from two different angles of course with an injury a serious injury we we have we self-report so we called Ashley my my DHS girl and she came and she saw the videos and it was very very clear she was she didn't even trip over anything she just tripped over her own shoes and she just called herself funny Mm -hmm. you know when you're in in home you don't you don't have that Mm -hmm. um I mean there's nobody to see
0: no it was just it was me and two Three-year-olds at the time, and one of them locked themselves in the bedroom, and I had to figure out on my own, all day long, how am I going to get that
2: out of the bedroom? And so, (laughs) so so here's, and this did not, this has not happened at my daycare, but this recently happened in another daycare in town. They went outside, and they left a one-year-old in the classroom for 28 minutes. Mm. Nobody knew. Oh.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, you just think about all the things that could happen, and would you rather have it be...
2: And that's right. You know, I mean, and yeah, they and it was it was caught because the the their provider had the cameras and they they saw and right. I mean, if you're in home, I mean, a one year old's not going to tell on you. So right like, that if if there the temptation would be very very great to be like eh, we're going to keep that on the down Yeah, of course it would.
1: So so that was just surprising to me that your first. When I mentioned, "Hey, what about in-home daycare?" you got really animated, mm, and yeah. and you you've done it yourself, yeah. and you just say, "Really, that's not an awesome mm-hmm. choice, unless it's maybe." Like, I, I, mean, I would trust you, my best right. friend. Right. If it was a best friend, yeah. yeah. really, really know. And yeah. I
2: did that. I I kept my best friend at the time. I I kept her son. Mm-hmm. That was a totally different thing, but to keep someone who you don't know from Adam, yeah. Or you know,
1: uh, it's just okay. Yeah. That's it. I mean, again, this is why I'm glad we're having this yeah. conversation because that's not something I would have had that same reaction yeah, to. Yeah,
0: probably not me either. But now I don't know. Liabilities all the yes. way around on that one. Yeah.
1: So it's um interesting. I want to jump back because just before we we started recording, we we were talking about this, the outcomes. So this article on we'll link to it, the IFS okay. article, but the outcomes. Um, for children who are in daycare, the mental health outcomes down the road are not as good as they are for children who are at home with a family member. It doesn't have to be mom or dad. Uh, That being said, there's all kinds of caveats there Mm -hmm. because if the family situation is poor, is bad, not monetarily poor, but if the family situation is bad, daycare can be a better outcome Mm -hmm. for the child. Um, And interestingly, the Hispanic population wanted daycare the least and used the most family help. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about the, the pros and cons of having grandparents keep the children? Because I'm thinking only pros, only pros. But if I, if I really think, okay, now what would that look like for me mm-hmm. if I had my two granddaughters every single day?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't really look like me being a grandparent. Right. It, and that's sad. And as it, we have a lot of times we'll have moms say, I think we're going to pull out because grandma's going to, and when I tell you almost always, I mean almost always, they will end up coming back to daycare because it changes, that's what we were talking about earlier. It changes the relationship between the grandparent and the grandchild, but it also changes the relationship with the grandparent and the parent because now that grandparent is put in a position where they're having to be the disciplinarian, and we don't want to do that as grandparents. No, we done. don't, we're you done that. with that. You did mm-hmm. that with we did that, we did our time with that, and we're done with that. And we want to laugh and we want to have fun. And and I do that with Jovi and Lynn and Kay. I don't, I don't want to have to, I want to be fun. I just want to have fun. So it changes that. And then when, when you know, mom comes home and grandma says, We had a really rough day, then it's because then it's sometimes it's like, Well, you're just mad because you, you didn't get to leave the house today. Which is also probably a little bit of guilt from mom. Yeah, But I mean,
1: anytime to hear anything about when your kid mm-hmm. is, does badly,
2: you we take it so personally, yes. especially as a
1: new mom. Oh, we take for it sure. so, like I'm a failure. That's right. what I. That's what I would be hearing. I'm and a if failure. You got
0: a eh, relationship with your mother or your yes. mother in law, uh-huh. and you put that on top of it. Yes. Woo. I can imagine that wouldn't. Christmas. Jeremy's grandmother
2: kept a lot of children in her home over the years, and um, and it and it changed it changed relationships that she had with with people who had been friends before and sometimes it ended the relationship because in her mind you got off work and you didn't come pick up your child you just went to the grocery store you're not respecting my time mm-hmm.
1: when yeah. really mm-hmm. they
2: just wanted to they could yeah. get it done in 20 minutes whereas mm-hmm. they took the baby it was gonna take yeah, so you know what i'm saying miscommunications right. and, uh,
0: and assumptions oh i can right. see i can see where this could yes. spiral right really yes. quickly mm-hmm. but you know in our grandparent episodes that we've done renee more and more grandparents are mm-hmm. assuming this role whether by choice or mm-hmm. necessity um and that's just kind of unfortunate i guess given our, what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now that how that does change that relationship which is a special mm-hmm. irreplaceable
1: mm-hmm. relationship yeah. And remember um, when we would teach parenting classes through the years, Bonnie, the the students whose parents were keeping their children, you know, they're learning all these things, right? They're in a parenting class to learn, uh-huh. hey, here's how we train our child. And they're like, yeah, the, like the 10 to 12 hours mm-hmm. my parent has my kid. They don't want to do it. Yeah, they don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, So yeah. they were left to train either when they had a tired child. Or on the weekends, mm-hmm. it just it would, make it and harder, it's just going to go slower, and it's going to be harder, and and it would create this tension because they would come back to the grandparent and say, "We would like for you to try blanket time, put them on a blanket, mm-hmm. and make them stay for fifteen minutes." You know,
2: the grandparent don't want to <laughs> do that. They're going to hold that baby while it sleeps <laughs> the whole two and a half hours. <laughs> Yeah, that's Were you in my house on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs>
0: so maybe some kind of compromise then where like mm-hmm. the Netherlands, like you're talking about yeah. where maybe grandma keeps the baby once a week mm-hmm. or twice, two mm-hmm. days a week and you have part time daycare mm-hmm. and you, you know.
1: I don't know that a lot of people think of a blended system like that. Because that would be, I I would think in my own self, I could do a day. Well, you may not
0: live near your Even if
2: you did a full time, but the grandparent picked up after nap every day. We do, we have some grandparents that pick up after nap every day. Oh, the kids love that. Oh. And they're fresh because they've slept because they were tired. Mm -hmm. And then the grandparent can, for the last two hours of their day, can be the grandparent. And mom or the, and dad can release some of that guilt. My kid's not at daycare for all day ten all. hours, sure. and they're getting a little bit of of the best of all. The world. That's so.
0: That's mm-hmm. a great idea. So you said we were talking before this interview about um, it depends on what you're measuring. Mm-hmm. So you and I were saying outcomes of mental health down the road for daycare kids were not so great, correct? But they are. Teachers in general can see mm-hmm. kids from daycare
2: versus, um, once, once they get
0: to kindergarten versus kids who've stayed at home, they do maybe have better socialization mm-hmm. and they do. They're more maybe, independent. Yeah.
2: They're way more independent.
0: Um And maybe they can, maybe they can know their letters better or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the academic skills. But when you talk to most kindergarten teachers, that doesn't even matter. That's, they're yeah. all going to catch up during the year. That's right. So if that's why you're going, because you think they're going to be advanced, right. that's probably not a reason to go. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Right. But the I mean, it's, that it's, a, it's a great um, it's a great addition. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like cherry on top. You know, studies show that if children's needs are not met, they're not going to learn. So they have to feel loved. They have to feel valued. So um, if they're if they're not loved and valued, then they're not going to learn. So that is probably where that comes from. From a grandparent, I mean, who's going to make a child feel more loved and and valued than a grandparent? Like mm-hmm. you can't really top that. Even my best teachers can't top a grandparent. But then, if the if they if those basic needs are met, you know, we're we're fed, we're loved. Now we have created an environment where we can learn how to spell our name or how to. Cut. You know. Wh- wh- you know what? How to hold our scissors properly? Those are things that grand- grandparents aren't going to think about. And I would. I wouldn't have had I not been in the school system. Think about. There's a proper way to hold your scissors, yeah. and that's hard. And because most kids will start cutting with their thumb down. Well, it, your thumb should be up, and you should never move that cutting when you should move the paper. Those are things that I didn't know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, or, you know. I just passed kindergarten daycare <laughs> <laughs> class. But those are things that my, you know, the teachers can teach. And then that's Yeah. You know, those are those are great. But um Yeah, I think that's a good a good point for
1: moms to hear. You know, your children in daycare are well fed. Mm-hmm. They are well rested mm-hmm. because they're all napping mm-hmm. and they are Um, living within a routine. Yes. Not a rigid schedule, not like military school, but they have a routine. Right.
2: all good. All good things. Well, and they're learning. So, okay, for instance, in our pre-K class, um, they'll come in and they'll have free centers because, you know, you have some who come at 630 and some who don't come in until 8. We start serving breakfast at 815 and it could be biscuits, it could be cinnamon toast, it could be cereal, it could be oatmeal, whatever it is. They eat, they clean up, they clean up their own messes, which is probably something that grandma's not gonna make mm-hmm. them do. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna go to center or to circle time. They're gonna talk about um the they're gonna say the pledge of allegiance. They're gonna learn those kind of things. And we can do things because we're private that you, you can't do. We we pray. We pray before mm-hmm. every meal. Um, and so we're we're learning the days of the week, we're learning counting, we're all, all those. It's
0: like a pre K. It it mm-hmm. is the pre K.
2: We have uh-huh. curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um my Pre-K teachers are, um, well, a good many of them are certified teachers. So um, we've got that background where we're, we're teaching those things. And those kind of things are just little plugs, you know, because yeah. they really want to feel like they're at school, especially if they're a younger sibling and they know that the older sibling is going to get to do homework. We have homework packets that some of the teachers choose to do. And it's not because they need homework. because. Studies show that they they don't learn by worksheets (laughs) and homework, (laughs) but they like to have how it makes them feel. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll throw that out there and they get to feel big. And then they're going to go outside um, and then they'll come in and usually do free centers. So within the free centers, it's free, but it's not really, it's like managed (laughs) freedom. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, they'll call them up one by one. They take their little name tag and they get to pick a center Put their name tag on it and when that center is, you know, there's two or three depending on how big the center is. Once it's closed, you can't choose that center. So you have to make another choice. And so they're learning to make choices. They're learning to commit to those choices. Mm-hmm. Not for the whole day, but Typically, it's like fifteen minutes. They they will ring a doorbell. When they hear the doorbell, they know to clean up their center and let's switch it on up. You got to pick a different center and you got to pick a different friend. So now you're not staying with the same friend all day long. So if you're getting in trouble with the same friend or you're not branching out from the same friend, you can't. It stops that. You have to pick a different friend. I love the flow of that. That's it's kind of what so, we worked
0: it at home. It,
2: it.
1: I had to. I thought I would. I was losing my mind if I didn't have. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Railroad time and the floor uh-huh. and tea party time and then blanket time with books. You just
0: kind of know what's yeah. coming next. Mm-hmm. And they outside, know what's coming They next. do. Yeah. So do you go outside no matter what the weather?
2: Between 32 and 95 feels like. It's a DHS regulation. Oh, and just It is. The Dutch would be like zero. I ca- Right. We're going to nap outside. BJ the would be like, uh, if it's 50, outside if it's less than 50. Oh my. BJ hates
1: the winter with her whole heart. <laughs> with my entire being. <laughs> so,
2: But it's it's good for, and it gets the sickness out. They stay healthier yeah. when they go, even when it's, you know, 38 degrees, when they can go out and play, put their coats on and go out and play for 30 minutes, it cleans everything sure. out. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a de stress Oh, my goodness. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Vitamin D on mm-hmm. your skin. All the things.
0: Yes. Yep. So what do you do when you have a kid who doesn't want to nap? Or
2: they kid. don't have to, the DHS says they have to have two hours of rest period, rest time. It doesn't say they have they have to sleep. But what so if they want to
0: sleep longer than that?
2: We can't, we cannot let them, we have to wake them up. I do not agree with that That um, because not all kids are the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mine some of do them. do
0: two hours, lots of days. Mine right?
1: would do three.
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, Thank you, Emma and Houston. So then they might not be rested.
0: Some kids might not be mm-hmm. fully rested then. Now, yeah. what will
2: happen then is they'll typically go to bed earlier that night. They'll their bodies will acclimate to it. Um, but I mean we'll let them sleep as late as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um if uh, sometimes I, I noticed on the app the other day that Jovi didn't go to sleep till 1:30. Well, typically nap time is between 12 and 2 or 12 30 and 2 30. She didn't go to bed and sleep until one thirty. So I noticed that she slept until like three. So it may be that they let her keep sleeping while the rest of them went on their Context. day. We're okay. not
1: legalists here. Okay. Right. That's nice if they can flex right. a little bit.
2: Yeah. So um, you know, now if they don't go to sleep till ten minutes before they wake up, we probably can't let them sleep that long. But
1: yeah. So it and and so I know moms. We've talked with lots of moms who just say, like, well, they won't nap and they won't stay in their bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I bet y'all don't have that problem. I mean, how do they stay in their bed?
2: Well, we, or did, on a we nap do pad? have that. Yeah, we have mats and and we do have that problem. And typically, the teachers, the teacher, each class will have two teachers in there. They will lay by that child, they'll rub their back, they'll scratch their back, they'll pat their back, whatever, if they can get them to go to sleep. And if not, then they'll give them books. Uh, we'll, Sometimes we have busy bags or quiet but boxes. But they stay on the mat. Mm-hmm. They'll stay on their mat. You hear that, moms? They're just, they don't they have stay a on their mat. No. This is your choice. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll have one that fights it and is, you know, up running around and they'll just remove them. And usually that, that child will go take their nap mat with the director or the AD and. Hang and lay on their mat with them. Yeah. And it usually, it works itself out because there's nothing to do. All the other kids Mm -hmm. are asleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: Yeah. There's nothing more enticing somewhere else. That's interesting. So um, I'm thinking in terms of, oh, you know, every kid has a different personality Mm -hmm. and a different bent. And every day, I guess you would get this in a school setting anyway, if you're sending your child to school, but every day, a two-year-old's coming into a group of 18 other Mm two-year-olds and it's busy and chaotic. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's loud, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Um, what if you have a child who's just, you know, super introverted and needs alone time Mm -hmm. and is, what do you do? Can you tell? And do you accommodate in any way? Or is it just, you just got to suck it up and learn how to be
2: with everybody? Well, I mean, and it depends on the age because- I mean, Lynn and Kay is kind of like that, and she's in a two-year-old room, so a lot of times she'll play by herself, and at that age, it's it's appropriate for them to parallel play. Parallel play. Uh-huh. So that's okay. Once they get into the, the next class, then we're going to start encouraging them. So the teachers have to, you know, people think, oh, they're just playing, just let them go play, but p- playing, you have to learn how to play. It, children have to learn how to play. They don't just come out knowing how to play Mm -hmm. and so teachers these my teachers will sit with them and they'll teach them how the how to drive the cars or how to play in kitchen or you know how to play with others and and if we're having an issue with with a child not knowing not understanding how to appropriately play or how to play at all we teach them how to play it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of play-based learning what about breastfeeding? What about moms who breastfeed? Yeah, so do do? we have a lot of that. I mean, it's a it's a big thing right now. So they will bring so, it. it s- several different moms choose different ways. Some of them will thaw the breast milk, make the bottles, and just send them. And we put them in the fridge. Um, so every child in the refrigerator will have a, have a label, and that's their row for their bottles. So when you bring the bottles in every day, it the parents have to put the date on. We have stickers already made out for that date and um, we put those on those. Their name has to be on them and they go in their refrigerator in their little lane, right? So uh, some moms, because they may not know how long they're going to stay and they don't want to necessarily, I mean, breast milk is like gold. Yes, yeah. it is. You do <laughs> not want to thaw that unless you have to. So we can put it in the freezer and we can thaw it out. We have warmers. We have to, we have to, we were, the Smiths were not bottle warmers. We, it was room temperature. It's how it came out mm-hmm. because we just, we didn't want to have to worry about if we were out having to heat it, all mm-hmm. that, all those kind of things. But DHS regulates we have to heat it. It has to, it, it can't just be room temperature. And then past that, breast milk has to be thrown away after an hour. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it's an hour. Wow. Fr- maybe four meals an hour. I can't, I'm not in the baby room, but there's yeah. a, it has to be, it, even if we don't throw it away we have to put it in somewhere else and so they can take it home but you can't really do you can't it have with it there it. Yeah.
1: yeah I can't have it there right and then what about um sick children so what if a kid gets sick i mean i know
2: you you had you talked about the fever mm-hmm. but what if they get sick when they're there what happens so if it's fever um vomiting or if they've had 3 runny beams and that day, Mm -hmm. then they have to go home within an hour and then they have to stay home until they're symptom free for an hour without medication. Mm. Uh And we know. (laughs) (laughs) Parents think we don't know, but we know. (laughs) And that's something that they'll tell you. Mommy gave me medicine this morning. (laughs) Oh. They will every time. If they can talk, they will tell us that. Uh Um, So they have to say, you know, if, if it happens again the next day, then you have to go home again. Yep.
1: and are children
2: in daycare sick more often Uh, initially a lot of times they are same thing with my teachers when they when we hire somebody who's never worked with children it's the same thing within the school system your first year of teaching you will get everything four times it's just how it works so um but they they build that up and typically once they get to about two they're unless it's just something if, if a gnarly stomach bug comes through, sometimes everybody's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Just is what it is. Uh, but they're better once they go to school. When mm-hmm. they go, when they start school, mm-hmm. their immune systems are ready for that. Whereas, again, with the grandparents, they're not going to have that because grandma's going to mm-hmm. keep them away from anybody who yeah. has anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, um, so you're talking like natural immunity mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. after you get sick. <gasps> I thought that wasn't a thing after COVID. <laughs> it's in, it's actually real <laughs> we get sick that. and we get better <laughs> and then we stay better
2: I know. what a concept <laughs> i'm leaving that in by the way uh, <laughs> i support it by the way <laughs>
0: all right so let's talk money yeah um child care in the united states i don't know about all the other countries in the world where it's sometimes it's just free which is which is great. It's but not you're paying free. more taxes. It's not free. No, you're getting you're taxed. paying the government who sure. pays the daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the US, it's the fastest rising expense for families, even over mortgages, gas, groceries, which are out the roof right now, and mm-hmm. all the rest. And I saw somebody comment online the other day. They were in Massachusetts, I think outside of Boston. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> average for daycare is twenty thousand a year. And this particular family spends 40,000 a year one at daycare one in pre-k and then they fork out some big money for a sitter because the after-school programs don't start until kindergarten mm-hmm. so they're obviously needing that longer mm-hmm. stretch of the day um, and they joined six different wait lists to get a spot anywhere which meant a few hundred dollars non-refundable fees in addition to that and um, I guess in general the statistics that we found said that more than half, about 59% of families are budgeting to spend more than $10,000 a year, mm-hmm. where the average cost of state tuition, for, at least for universities, here, yeah, for universities, for universities here is about $9,500 annually. So mm-hmm. childcare from zero to five can be more, can be more expensive than college. So mm-hmm. you're budgeting this. And this is one of the major factors in deciding
2: I would argue that it's probably the determining factor.
0: Or is it not for us? Right. So um, $40,000 a year might be your whole entire salary Mm -hmm. or a good chunk of it. And I guess you're weighing, is it worth it Mm -hmm. for me to go and keep in the the wheels of my career versus staying home? Mm -hmm. So you hear that a lot from your families or do they mm -hmm. even bring that by you?
2: We, we do yearly tuition increases and the past two years we've had to take the largest tuition increases that we've ever since Tots Landing, Tots Spot used to be Tots Landing, since Tots Landing came into fruition. Mm -hmm. So, um, in those both years, it was a 25 and a $20 tuition increase per week. Okay. So, um, and when I tell you, I don't. If I had any complaints about it, they were not big enough that it got to me. I mean, it was just, it's, we're still so much cheaper. There are other corporate daycares, you know, we're considered small business. So there are other corporate daycares in town who are a full $100 more than us a week. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, my infant class is 282 a week. I mean, To me, that
1: seems like a bargain. If you're thinking 10, 10 to 12 hours with an infant, what would I charge to <laughs> right. keep an infant <laughs> well, for 10 to right. 12 hours? Right. Well, and, it's, and
0: your nanny, your typical nanny, mm-hmm. if you want in-home care, is what, $12 to
1: $15 an hour? Mm-hmm.
2: No, so, no, 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 no. Yeah, it no, is. No. Oh, yeah.
1: It's got to be more than that. $12 to $15 an hour, that's less than you make at Chick-fil-A. Oh, no. That's probably right. I would think. Why do we devalue like child care so much? country? Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> It's the most precious thing can, on the earth and you're paying twelve dollars an hour for somebody to watch your kid.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on their experience and you know what you're asking them to do. But yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere around there.
2: Okay. I'm surprised at that. But the problem is, is then if you it you know, it, it has to come from somewhere. That you know, when you're when I'm paying my employees, it has to come from somewhere. And so then I have to pass it on to the to the parents. Well, we're not we kind of pride ourselves on on servicing families who are teachers, who are first responders. We're not. We don't have a lot of doctors' children or lawyers' children. So we're um, not making. Do I? Mean, mean, yeah, Forty
0: thousand dollars a year might be. But that's probably not what you're charging because that's not the well, Boston area. But. I was going
2: to say our infant classroom. If you have if you have one child and they're infant, you're going to pay. $14,664 a year. Okay. This year. So, but that's a lot whenever you're talking about a 24-year-old couple. Mm-hmm. I could not have afforded my daycare Yeah, mm-hmm. at, at 24 or 25. We, w- we couldn't have either. Me neither.
1: And, um, and, and so I think that moms and dads, well, husbands and wives, young married couples, I think they don't have these conversations with these numbers. Right. They, they, They think about it in um, kind of generic terms, like, yeah, maybe we will, maybe we won't. We'll have to just see. Probably we'll do it. But they don't ever, like, put numbers to paper. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, we make more when both of us are working. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's like a broad stroke, like you're talking about. We make more when we have double income. But what are you actually, what is it that you're sacrificing and what is it that you're
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, daycare is, I mean, probably not now because it's it's been a minute since, you know, we've had our first home. (laughs) But daycare was more than our first two mortgages, yeah, a month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, so if you're
0: trying to buy a home
2: and save uh-huh. for a down payment, and and if you have multiple kids, put your kids in, yeah. Do you get a discount on the second child? Yes, we have fifteen dollar discount on the second child. Um, so I mean, it's a little, t- it's a, it little, helps a little, but, but the but problem is, is that I still have to pay f- those teachers in that second child spot. Like I can't eat at all. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a I, I have a lot of, of moms who work for us because if you work full time, you get 50% off your daycare. So it becomes, they can, you know, they can put in, they can work, they can do stuff. And we typically, I don't like to have the the moms in their children's classrooms. It makes it really hard to, to divide those lines. Um But it lets the kids have be able to have their own thing and their own life and their friends and their routine, Mm -hmm. and it lets it doesn't break the bank. Have a lot that choose to do that. Yeah, wow.
1: Right, that's a lot of money. Let's just say that again. And if the other daycares in town are a hundred dollars more a a week, Uh so four hundred a month. That's 4,000, four thousand forty eight hundred a year. So you're up. You're up to the twenty. So now you're twenty thousand for uh-huh. an infant. Uh huh. So if you make, you know, forty thousand dollars, that's half your income for an infant. Plus, you're tired <laughs> because you're working all day. Yep. And so, are you going to cook dinner every night?
0: <laughs> right. Right. And your weekends are going to be jammed. And, and, then, and you've got this little window, like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. where you're just trying to like.
2: Well, and I, I, I had a parent this last year when we took Ooh. tuition increases and we went up, I don't remember if it was, I don't remember which year we did 20 and which year we did 25, but it was this year. They're like, like I'll typically send out something, hey, just a heads up, this is coming down the pike. As soon as we have the numbers, we're going to let you know, just so parents can kind of wrap yeah. their brain around that this is going to happen. And when I put, put out the numbers, they are like, oh, okay, we just won't go to Starbucks twice. It's fun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. twenty dollars. You just don't go to Starbucks twice in a week, and then you there pay you go. your increase, right?
0: Yeah, well, you can make those same mm-hmm. financial decisions. That's right, and, and not go <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Played your cards. Right, how bad I guess. do you want it? How bad do you want yeah. The daycare? Yeah. Well, I know some parents are. I mean, they're. It's tied to their health insurance, mm-hmm. which is probably another twenty thousand dollars a year. So. You know, you add yeah. that in there too.
1: Yeah, like they're working, so they have their right. insurance. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Which would be a
0: big deal, and you have to have it. So there you go.
1: So, cool. what have we not asked you? What would you want to tell a young mom who's thinking, "Okay, should I do this? Should I not?" What would you? What advice do you have?
2: Have a good relationship with your kid with your kids' teachers, and I think that's good with school age or or daycare. You know, we have a lot of my teachers. Will end up having these relationships where they're going to these kids' baseball games and they're you know whatever they have and birthday parties oh or, oh for sure yeah. and that's at the end of the day that's you just want your kid loved and I tell my employees that like when we have staff meetings we're doing new year um, new year staff meetings right now and so I don't go to all of them but I typically go to to this one and I tell them I'm like y'all our number one goal is these kids are loved. I want them to learn. I want them to do all that, th- all these things. But at the end of the day, we want them, because things are going to happen, right? I mean, things are, Jovi broke her arm at daycare, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. broke her arm. Um, and so things are going to happen. What you don't want to happen is for the relationship to be such that the mom or the dad will be like, did somebody do something to my kid? Mm-hmm. You want those parents to feel like, feel so loved, like your child is so loved that that is not, you know, you might not know what happened, but you know that that didn't happen. And so you got to value those those mm-hmm. relationships with the parents because if you don't have a good relationship, everything else is, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough five years.
1: Yeah. Which uh, was one question we didn't ask you. Are there DHS regulations for screening employees? How, oh, do, you, yeah. how do you find people?
2: We, well, you know, any way we can. Uh, I try to do a lot of word, word of mouth. Like, through my parents. Like, send me who you would want to keep your kids. Um, but they have to be fingerprinted. Um, they have a background check. Um, so they have to be clear by the state of Tennessee. Yeah. And that's that's just
1: seems like. No brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Sense. I
2: mean, I think that's true for our church too. Yes. Childcare in our mm-hmm. church. Yeah. Well, no and more. even if we have, a, if it, so, if we have somebody who comes in and they've they've worked another daycare, maybe there's a an action plan on their record. You know, it, whether whatever disciplinary action was taken, and there's an action plan that will that will flag, and so we'll be like, okay, wait a minute, this is their action plan. Is this something we're willing to work with to get them? Because you know, s- some things is just it was a I-, I didn't I didn't realize what was happening thing, and sometimes it's yeah, it's non negotiable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but those are on their those will come back on their with their DHS screenings and stuff. So, if you walked into a
1: daycare, what's like um what's like a red flag? What would you tell a mom like turn around and walk away if you're if you're checking out daycares? Um, and you walk in and you see fill in the blank, mm. roaches, dirty floors, <laughs> like, no, sure. no. <laughs> Is there something where you're just like, no, don't, yeah,
2: walk away? Um. Wow, that's a good one. I mean, they're the obvious ones. You know, I mean, you you don't want that. Um, you don't want secrecy. Um, You know, we have those, um we have those portholes that I was talking about earlier and, and you can walk by and mom and dad can look through the window and see what's going on. Um, and so you can before anybody knows, like that's, we try to be transparent with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have to listen to your gut, you know, I mean, God put that with, in us for a reason and you listen to your gut and, you know, it it doesn't have to be pristine, but you know when you go into, if, if people are happy, if they like they hate their life, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you know
1: that. That's a good, that's a good point. Right. The what people a, working there, you want them to not hate their life.
2: <laughs> right. right. Really? Sure. Yeah, it's going to rub right off. Yeah, because it, and, what's going on there, uh-huh. they're yeah. not, they don't like being there. Right. That's good. And sometimes it's a bad day, and there's a difference in having a bad day and mm-hmm. it being yeah. every single time. Which would warrant the make more than one visit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you can pop in more than once. Mm-hmm. And like our policy is, you can. I mean, any parent. We had a, a chiropractor across the street who we cared for his his baby for a while. They moved, and um, he would come over on his lunch break every single day, and he'd hold her and he'd play with her and he'd feed her lunch if it was if it worked out where she hadn't had her lunch yet. Um, and you can do that. I mean, we allow it. Again, it's yeah, I'm you would all about why they wouldn't allow exactly. It, yeah, I'm all a good question. There is an argument to be made. Is it going to disrupt their day transition again? It and does all of that. But like with her, she it, she understood it. Dad came in, dad left, dad came in, dad left, and it was fine. And dad's going to always come back. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. The kids have to know. I mean. Sometimes parents say, my kid hates the daycare. It's it's not that they hate the daycare. It's about transitions. And even Lennon, I mean, my goodness, Lennon K pretty much runs Top Spot Academy. <laughs> um, it's her world. Everybody else is just living in it. And she has drop-offs. She has bad drop-offs sometimes because sometimes you're, you know, it's whatever. I mean, it's it doesn't mean they hate it. There's It doesn't mean they're being treated badly. It just means that they may be having a rough day and don't let that detour deter you from daycare. Um, But how the teachers are handling it. Are they loving? Come on, let's go. Like Lennon loves to sweep. Not with a play broom. Like she wants to sweep. She says, I want she, what well, she says. She goes, uh, let me let me get the sweep. She did not say it called a broom. She calls <laughs> it the sweep. And so they know that. So they'll have it ready for her. And they're like, Lennon, we have the broom. You want to sweep? And then she'll come right in. So they've figured out what works for her mm-hmm, and yeah. that helps her transition mm-hmm. in. And I think that's, that's important, you know, that they are, it's almost like an, an IEP, you know, individual, individual <laughs> education <laughs> right? plan. Mm-hmm, yeah. we, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a hundred of them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
0: So well, Renee, you and I did Mother's Day out. We did. Um, which was just like a half day.
2: Nine to two. Kind
0: of a preschool mm-hmm. sort of deal. A couple days a week. We did that. And I will say one, there was one time with my second child, That I thought, you know, I could be doing something different with my life. I could have other things that go on. And I went to a daycare and dropped him off for the day just to experiment and see how this. is going to go. You did?
1: I don't remember this. And
0: But I was totally conflicted about it. I had not made up my mind. And I didn't do any of the tours or any of the the stuff that you all are talking about today. And um, when I left and I turned around and he was at the window. Uh-huh. with his little face oh it'll break your heart that was that was the one and only time he stayed at the dig and he was fine he, 5 minutes later he was fine he had a lot to, he loved it he had a great time that day and yeah he mm-hmm. met friends and whatever but i was just like nope i'm out i'm done mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. couldn't do it
2: you got to be strong i couldn't do it it's <laughs> so
0: hard and i really sympathize with moms who
2: well and and have i have to feel that every day it's so and funny really because do. we have i have a, a teacher whose daughter is in Joey's class now and the her, that child's teacher, she cries on the weekend because she can't see Miss Addison mm. every weekend. I just want to see Miss Addison, but she didn't love it when she first started either. I mean, she did not love it at all, you know. Yeah. So it, it's they have to—they're like us. They have to warm up. They have to get those relationships too. Mm.
1: You know, David and I talked about this when when we were seriously dating. Like and knew we were gonna probably get engaged and get married. You know, he was like, "Well, what would you like to do Mm -hmm. when we have children? Do you want to? Do you want to work outside the home? Do you want to stay home with your children, our children?" And I just encourage young couples to to have this conversation sooner rather than later. Sit down. Count the costs. Like that's that's Ecclesiastes at work. <laughs> Talk to people. Proverbs at work. That's wisdom. Talk to people like you. Talk to people who've used daycare. Talk to moms who didn't use daycare. Uh, look at how much earning potential you have and what percentage of your income that's going to be. Don't wait until you're six months pregnant to start considering these kinds of decisions. It's going to be so much harder. And, and so you've got so much more flexibility to make life changes, to not have put back yourself into a corner where you have to make a decision one way or the other.
0: Right. And like I tell kids going to college all the time, you make a decision and you're never locked into that decision. You can always, like me, like I went one Mm -hmm. day to daycare and I'm like, okay, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing that. You can go two years to daycare Mm -hmm. and change your mind. It yes. doesn't mean, okay, they're in daycare and now they're there until kindergarten.
2: So, I'll also say, that, you know, you, you were talking earlier about, you know, in Boston, like there's hundreds of dollars in registration and a waiting, like, to, a waiting list. And we do not charge to for you to be on a wait list. Some daycares do. Mm-hmm. We do not do that because, um, I don't know, I just, I feel icky about that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a wait mm-hmm. list. So, we will charge a registration fee and that holds your spot um, for, Typically, it's two weeks. So, two weeks before you're due to start, then you'll pay that fee, right? So, right now, I'm looking. I've got, at one of my Murfreesboro centers, I have kids on the wait list for the baby room for August and September. And
0: we're in January right uh-huh. now recording this. That means
2: somebody's pregnant. That's just, um, you just got pregnant. And, lot, you're gonna and go go you've are going you already put your A lot, a lot yeah, of parents. So talk about having the conversations early. Mm-hmm. You have to. It, it, it is not going to cost you anything to tour. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it shouldn't cost you anything to go on a wait list. Mm -hmm. You're not, I'm not holding that spot. You know, as it gets closer, we'll start calling. Are you all still wanting this? Okay. If you want us to hold this spot for you, you. then we'll talk about the deposit, but not until the end. And you can't do part-time daycare? You, for us, you can't after they're through the first year. Okay. So, but only because there is the the ratios in the baby room class is a four to one ratio. So when there's we make no money in the baby room class, <laughs> so we couldn't fill a part time spot. Um, it would it would that would do me in. Yeah. So yeah. it's not until the one year old class. Then you could do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or you do Tuesday, Thursday. Hmm. Well, that's an important caveat to know. Right. It's the same. Yeah. Is it just prorated? Um. Uh, well, yes. We have part time rates. So like. I have to have glasses on. I cannot see that. (laughs) So in our one year old classroom, that's two seventy four a week. So if you're Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's two hundred a week. And if you're Tuesday, Thursday, it's one eighty six. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a little bit less. Good to know. Which
0: allows you Mm -hmm. that flexibility to work part time. Mm -hmm. I have to do that. yeah. I think there's some good mix in there for the best of both worlds. I really do.
1: Yeah. I do too. If you
0: can finagle it in your schedule and in your finances. Well, thank you. Of course, for being Thank here. Thank you all for having
1: me. Cool. Very, I, I mean, learned a lot. Are you breathing a sigh of relief? We made it through an inflammatory conversation. We
0: did. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just thankful I made it through raising my kids.
1: To be <laughs> oh quite goodness. honest,
0: <laughs> because the decisions and the oh pressures goodness. of parents mm-hmm. today are so much, a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel for people having to make these decisions. Just count, yeah. count all the costs and count look at all your cost. options. And there don't, are, yeah, don't uh, limit I yourself.
2: Mean, I mean, you know, my you were given the the how many daycares six six hundred thirty four thousand. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure five hundred thousand are in Rutherford County. <laughs> 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 they are popping up everywhere, and I mean, it's because we're growing, growing, oh, growing. Yeah. yeah, people are. We're
1: full. Stop coming from California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we full. Full up. That's true. So we're gonna have resources that we've talked about here on and the links to those articles we mentioned and on our links website. To BJ's,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And li- yeah, Day links care. to
1: her daycare at justaskyourmom.com. And if you take five seconds to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us and share us with your friends and families, we would appreciate it. That's how we grow in listeners. Yes. And if you have topic suggestions for us to talk about here, we would
0: love to hear them. Just email them to us at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Your Mom. Mom.